Today's chat is brought to you by the support of our Twitch subscribers. Through the patronage you provide the Focus Fire chat team through the Twitch platform, we are able to provide you with the weekly podcast as well as the game streams, website, and other aspects of Focus Fire chat. If you have any interest in becoming a subscriber of the FFC and gaining access to some of the exclusive features in the Discord server, please be sure to visit our Twitch account and click on the subscribe button. If you're an Amazon Prime member, remember that you do have a free subscription to Twitch each month that can be used for this. And for those of you who are already subscribers, thank you again for your generosity. Welcome to Focus Fire Chat. Explore together. Welcome back for episode 120 of Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on February 9th, 2018, over on twitch.tv slash Chat. Big shout out to our live chat here. Thank you so much for jo- joining us for another evening back in the tower. This is your host, Blue Crew 86 Alongside me, we have our master of social media, the one and only Green Eye Music Lover. Green, I hope you're doing all right tonight. You looking forward to tonight's chat? I am, and I have a a tradition to uphold that even though Justin has not told me what his name would be tonight, I came up with what his name would be tonight if he were here. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So, and he's not here to defend himself, so you know, it's fair game. Right. So this one this one's pretty mild. It's a woke Kenneth. <laughs> I love I love how chats are already also tossing in suggestions. Uh huh. Justin, Justin woke. woke one was funny. Just, yeah, yeah, Justin woke or heart. What is it? Harbinge watcher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, we also have with us the grizzly bearded cultivator of spin foil himself, Beard Grizzly. Beard, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing all right. I'm actually uh, currently finishing up a hunt on Monster Hunter because you know that's. About the only thing I've had time to actually do this a week, um, but otherwise been been pretty good. Outside of being sick with the, this this cold, this cold mm. can go go away like real fast. Like right now, that'd be great. Just <laughs> miracles would be would be fantastic this year. All right, just just can we start with that anyway? Can we start with that? Yeah. Oh man, I just I know how that miracles. goes. The weather yeah. here can't. The weather here can't decide if it's going to snow or if it's going to be sunny half the time. It's that's it's snowing my, here. Yeah, that's my biggest problem because we had uh, we had one day where it was sixty eight, and then we had another day where uh, like the next day we had snow, and I was like, "Can we please, for the love of God, stop this?" Oh man, yeah, because that's that's <laughs> not that's not good. Oh nah, man, okay, I well. Real quick, last week we did ask the community, what are the Harbingers? And I think the responses are in and the, the answers were pretty good. Green, do you do you have an answer of the week for us? I do. Since this wasn't a poll once, it was a little harder to kind of dig through everybody's responses. Um, we had quite a few responses on Discord and a few responses on Twitter. But I want to read through Nicktoons, at Nicktoons mm-hmm. on Twitter. And his response are, they are hinted to be living things with minds of of their own and that can multiply one of them being the oldest and that they are some kind of trophy from an ancient war. I believe that's as much as we know for sure based on the grimoire. So he's got actually quite a long response after that as well. 
if you'd like to see the full one, but I thought that first one that he put was actually kind of a nice basic summary of what we do know about them Mm -hmm. versus what we speculate about them. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, well, okay. So we appreciate, as always, we appreciate that feedback. And like, like green said, there were a number of really, actually really good responses, uh, Mm -hmm. especially in discord server. I know there was a lot of chatter about that. Um, Mm -hmm. So this week, question for the community: uh, What do you guys? What are you guys thinking? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Next week's comment again or, or Is topic Nez- again? Nezrak sin. Oh, um, gosh, I could I could really sum that up as just being like <laughs> folklore real. Uh, I know, right? It's so, like, like I mean. I kind of, I'm like, do we, do we want to do, um, the thing that always throws everyone off about Nezerax is that it's, it's labeled as, you know, pre golden age. Mm-hmm. And so that, that like, it throws a lot of spin foil out the window because of that particular qualifier. Um, right. Hmm. Uh, what I could kind of think of and, you know, run with it if you want to, what do we account for as like golden, uh, pre golden age scripture, the, or mm-hmm. text or whatever, because we could, by all technicalities account that the books of sorrow are, uh, Pre golden age as well, which I know was like a very big contention for why there was some some relative fact behind it. Uh, I yeah. I wonder. It depends if you qualify as pre golden age being the golden age being an earthbound era, right? It depends on if you make it that way because if oh. it if it's relative to Earth rather or like Earth beings i guess instead yeah. of actually the entire universe depends on where your qualifiers lead but i was gonna say do we want to say is like it is it a pre-golden age thing for you know another species and that's uh that's a, anyway i feel like i'm getting well, into the topic now at this point. right because i mean well, and that's the well, argument okay. too about what is a fiend what is a demon it's a entity from another Correct. plane right so well, let's put it simply so we can do just like a poll on it because we get, I think, a little bit better responses in that. I, agree. I still think yeah. show your work, but <laughs> let's do the teacher and the teacher in green is right rearing its head. Hey, hey, I was a music teacher. They always had to show their work. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair, if they didn't show their work, they failed. So literally. But uh I think the a question would be what you said, Beard, is is the Nezarek sin a possible, like, leading to a possible new race in Destiny or a right. former race in Destiny? Yes or no? Right. Or maybe. So we'll is, do... is Nezarek a, an alien? Mm. Is Nezarek part of an alien race? To come in Destiny 2 or Destiny Universe. All right. Get that. We'll get that posted up and 
be sure to so guys be sure to sound off and like i said we'll we'll probably put that up um oh gosh pins pins in chat is he a monument for all our sins wow <laughs> we just uh we just uh kind of broke uh broke Fourth a few card rules there didn't we <laughs> Right, I like then. it. I like it. We're done. We're done with the chat. That's <laughs> next that's week. Our, our, our job. Our job. Our job is done. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man. So be, yeah, be sure to sound off and let us know your thoughts. Um, and as always, we're looking forward to diving into the discussion. I know uh, Green and Beard are as well. So let's run through our the standard intro notes and then let's get right into it. Our topic for this week's chat is going to be a look at The Reef and The Awoken. Before we jump into that, however, I do have a few housekeeping notes to run through. In our last chat, we discussed The Worm Gods. If you ever miss an episode and would like to catch up, please be sure to check out the new FocusFireChat.com for archives, articles, and links to the other aspects of Focus Fire Chat. If you don't mind, please give us some feedback on iTunes to let us know how we're doing as well as helping us continue to grow. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny and other games. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Friday, at around 10 p.m. Central, we get together to stream a recap of the previous week's chat for those who were unable to participate. Please be sure to also give some support to the other podcasts in the Guardian Radio Network, links of which can be found in our show notes or on our website. Podcasts focused on Destiny include Guardian Radio, which is the first and longest-running Destiny podcast on the net, Guardian One, a Destiny group that's dedicated to Guardians helping Guardians and discussing current Destiny news and happenings, Ghost and Echoes, which is a collection of the Destiny audio grimoire from Destiny One, and the network's newest edition, This Guardian Life, a podcast from the casual Guardians perspective that highlights all Guardians, large and small. We also do have a non-Destiny-focused podcast, The Enthusiast Life, which is a podcast that discusses a wide range of fun topics from within the entertainment world. Our next chat is going to be a discussion on Nezarak Sin. Be sure to weigh in on the poll this weekend to let us know which topic you want to discuss after that. Links to that poll can be found either on Twitter, at FocusFireChat, or within our Discord server. I asked Green to put together a high-level summary of tonight's topic, and this is what she had to say. And it occurred to me that nothing in the universe was more dangerous than human hubris. I still had this other within. But the human side was what mattered, weak and foolhardy, sure to fail in the next moment. I was trying to focus, and a new thought took me. My soul lay between those two entities, and that's how I am still. The boundary, the seam. I was nothingness. If I existed before, I existed as possibility, as potential, stretched thin across the ether. And maybe there was a body that looked like my body, complete with a soul that could be confused for someone rather like me. What I am now was not yet real. And then I was born, and the universe was free to begin. Secrets, she said. Creation is built on secrets and the encryptions that keep those secrets safe. 
thus are they awoken. Before we jump into the information and thoughts the community had about the reef and the awoken, however, let's take a look at this week's lost lore. So I think this week what we're going to talk about for Lost Lore is um, the – I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this, but the Tetuan Coven. I think that was a uh, a big part of the conversation that I saw at least in, in Discord mm-hmm. was because because they're, they're really um, – even, even for Destiny and even for the Awoken, they're even mysterious. Um, yeah. So I just am curious. I'm going to throw it kind of over on green and beard for you guys real quick. What, what, what are your thoughts about the coven? What do you think about them? What do you, what do we, what do you remember us kind of knowing about them? I guess, or your thoughts in general. Beard, oh, we know about first or <laughs> the green's like the beard. Beard, I'm going to say something in me. Well, all right then. Um, there's if memory serves seven of them don't ask me to rattle off their names because i can't recall them off the top of my head so uh, card. yeah i'm gonna say that pretty well covers most of them i think it's like at least three three or four of them uh, um yes T- and then three the, in that card. the rest of them are pretty well in the the coven card um and then a couple others that are kind of like intermixed through it all but there's i think one other that i think we get introduced to so i think that goes above and beyond the the typical seven that i think we had i don't know i had something really strange kind of like written down for them but long story short they are in uh service to the queen uh they actually serve or at least a couple of them serve as like right hand uh right hand people right hand sir i don't want to say servants they they effectively help out the queen in a number of different realms, uh, be it as just a, like a console kind of part in a way, uh, or just helping her in day-to-day function. Uh, her, the, the major thing with them though, they have these pendants, uh, that actually allow them to focus a lot of their actual energies. Uh, and then the queen is able to also utilize those, uh, powers, at least as far as we know, uh, through multi-channeled, uh, effects and events. This is, uh, actually showcased with the Taken King, uh, uh, cutscene because that's where you end up seeing the Harbingers. They're basically as like a, a focus, if you will, uh, for the queen to, to kind of sit back and say, well, here's, what uh here's what these guys are all about and and now i'm i'm bringing out more power because of them uh their their other name if not teshiun is uh tech witch that's that's another thing and they're also in charge of the tech libraries and these libraries as far as aldrin has said uh are pretty vast in terms of like the information that they hold uh so they're they're more like uh, chroniclers as well as also being able to do a lot of research while combining, uh, it seems, a lot of technology along with the uh, awoken form. 
So it's just further enhancing what they already have. Um, that's all I have off the top of my head. I think our our most information that we have on them actually come from the item, the flavor text. Because the and I actually everyone has a different way of pronouncing this. And let's see, our blue said I don't even know how you said yours blue. I don't either. Techn- I don't either. It it changes depending on where it I really, am at at like in the room. And, and you said Techion. Teshiun, yep. I read it as Techian mm-hmm. because of the fact that they are very tech, like you were talking about. They're very tech-oriented. Um, the Techian Force says mm-hmm. a Techian's body shimmers with electronic implants and augments. There's the Techian Bangle, an approximation of the glittering augments worn by the Queen's, the Queen of the Awoken's advisor, which their advisors to her. Mm-hmm. Then... We also know that a lot of the Techian, uh, their they derive a lot of their information from dreams. That sounds familiar. Um, right. The Techians dream of their lost sisters, and then the Dream Waker, the the rocket launcher from D one. The design for this powerful weapon came to Techian search, uh, Shuro in a dream. So they, I view them as like the techno witch, like you were talking about the tech witch type thing. They're very in tune with the mysterious, the mysterious aspects of the void and everything going on out there and the space magic, but they're also very, very tech oriented and harness a lot of things through technology. Mm -hmm. But that is what I have on them. Blue. Blue. I just like them because they're tech witches. Uh, yeah. Because the, the Tetuan bangle. Tetuan. That's what I thought. Call them. That's what I'm going with. Sure. They're they're a, a type of Chinese food. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, God. But. Uh, Okie dokie there, Szechuan the, boy. Szechuan. Mm-hmm. Szechuan. Um, it's also because like every time. Yeah, God, now I'm hungry. Um, every time I read. Every time I read about their, their like their equipment. And the way that they're described as kind of like an ether, even for the Awoken, they're kind of elven. Like, like right. the Awoken are described as space elves. Right. The Tekuns, Tetuans, whatever you want to call them, are even mm-hmm. more so. They're even more in tune with those mystical forces. Um, right. But then, but then they're they're like, I don't and and see this is where this is where kind of the spin foil starts entering because it's it starts making me wonder is the bangles that they wear, are they augmenters or are they restrictors? I, well, it, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. I, I mean, uh, just again, a little did, both. Right. Way, I, I think, mean, I think, so. I think they're more of like, I think they're more augmentation devices that restrict their mm-hmm. energy or concentrate their energies. Because the other thing that you see within, um, like, I think it's the, no, it's not the dreadnought card. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember. There's I think it's the reef two. Power. The reef two. Yeah. Uh, the you see that. Um, you see the 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 Tekkens like actually kind of like you see them in political like the political hierarchy because this yes. is where like a uh, an engineer is like talking to Mara and Shiro cuts in and it's like you will address her as queen and the engineer's like. 
you can just i i'm just, I'm just like i see like this engineer just sitting there like rolling her eyes at this the switch and be like okay queen well, they, they <laughs> like, act like viceroys right but with a lot more power yeah i like that that's a that's a that's a good uh summation i think they're if if they are anything they are researchers as much as they are uh council i think that's the the best way to kind of sum them up in a way like and the other and um oh no yeah because in reef two they call them augments um mm-hmm. yeah the other but the that other, an aug an augment can just mean an adornment adornment as well so depending on if they're meaning an augment as an actual amplifier or an augment as in an earring essentially mm. Hmm. But sorry, I was, sorry, I got distracted reading the Reef Two card. I forgot how fun that yes. was. Uh, <laughs> yes, sorry, I was like, I was literally like, I was actually reading it because I was trying to figure out if, uh, given what we learned with the Taken King, if that's actually a misplaced card. But I don't right. think it is. I think it actually did. The ending. The ending seems to place it historically in in uh, in the before, but um. No, so like the other the other thing with the Tekkens is the the coven. Um they are very they are, you know, like we were talking for their viceroy, their their abilities, but their abilities are very akin to like the a coven of witches. Uh again, mm-hmm. going back to the matriarchal society of the Awoken, or at least, you know, and we'll probably talk about that a little bit because that might have changed a degree. Um mm-hmm. But like given given their society as being a matriarchal society, uh, the Tekkens have quite a bit of power. And it's and they, they have a power over um not just the the mystical forces like you know, like a, a coven would, um, but you know, you guys are talking about them as viceroys and and that's that's definitely the case because the other thing that they do is they seem to ri- uh, raise the paladins to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason we know that is because Petra was actually raised by the Tekkens and her sisters were killed, uh, which was kind of Petra. Petra's story is very, very interesting. Uh, and it's Petra could probably warrant also an episode. Kind of depressing. It, it's extremely like it is, but it's also completely, I don't I Petra's entire situation is like a tragedy, but it's not at the same. It's like, I don't really know what to label her because it is, it's a depressing story, but then like, it's a, it's a tragic, tragic success because I mean, Mm -hmm. now she's, you know, Petra's now the acting regent of the, of the reef. Like it's, she, she's actually success when you're thrust upon that role. And that's that's the question, you know, the pawn, the the uh, the prince and the pauper, right? Like, you know, what what's the definition of success there? Um, but as far as like Petra's uh, the the catalyst that kind of led to Petra making the mishap that we know she made with the city, and like why she did what she did was because of her animosity towards the fallen, and that is all stemmed from the fact that the sisters that she had while she was being raised by the Tekken were killed by the fallen during one of the raisings of the planets or the asteroids. So like, there's this like this huge convoluted thing that is connected all between, you know, the awoken. 
Um, and I think green, I think I sent that to you, but it like the awoken, the more and more we get into them, the more and more it reminds me of the Kashiel series because right. it's like there's just like hyper political and yes, like, just, I love it. Oh, it's 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 great. I I mm-hmm. I want it. I want more of it. Um, mm-hmm. But like the the entire you know the entire thing with the Awoken is is fascinating, and part of that fascination really is the mystery of them, and um, a large mystery even t- it seems to the other Awoken are the 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 tech witches. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I I didn't know though, but like yeah. So anyways, the other the other thing that the, the tech witches really just seriously remind me of is Shadowrun. Like mm-hmm. I I just mm-hmm. the, oh, tec- yeah. the techni- uh, technological magic, um, you know, Absolutely. augmentation. They they have the augmentations with the with the taken uh, essence, where they're like they're they're embedding or imbuing physical things with the essence of the taken which I'm, I'm, for those who haven't played Shadowrun, is a really big thing that you can do with um augmentation like augmentations are huge in Shadowrun, um and just like pick any cyberpunk rpg probably out there and that's probably a big big component Shadowrun is one of the one of the older ones out there um and one of the more brutal ones i would argue um highly it just just because it it's like Ravenloft for D anD D on steroids. If that makes right. any sense to people with RPG experience, like mm-hmm. you don't play Shadowrun for survivability. You play Shadowrun because the stories are really entertaining. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so like and 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 that that also I think makes it a good fit because that again going back to the political climate of the Awoken, it is very cutthroat. I know a lot of people as much as I don't like the series a lot of people attribute it to the game of thrones series you know like mm-hmm. it's 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 the game it's the game of <laughs> the chat ravenloft um uh the 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 entire like cutthroatness of that really kind of aligns with why i see it as kind of a reflection of Shadowrun as well but right um yeah so yeah the the tech witches I mean, if and they're like if you go on ishtar and you search for techwin techian whatever you want to call them it's a t-e-c-h-e-u-n so have fun you know that's that's how you spell that one um there's there's not a lot of responses i think there's only like 13 13 hits back uh there's four grimoire cards uh, there is actually one of the uh, Owl Sector cards actually calls out them. And there's the items, and some of those are the ones that Green has mentioned. There are weapons, and then the bangle is actually where we get a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, the Taken card, too. The mm, one, the Taken power. The, the report Taken power, yeah. we And that's where we actually yeah. get... Uh, I guess the other the other trivia fact on the on the tech witches is, is that Varix is absolutely terrified of them. Mm-hmm. Like, which I I kind of find like I I sympathize with his terror because like I I just I like you know it's just one of those things like yeah it's a smart thing to be scared of them, but at the same I time just- it also like what what exactly happened that he's seen with them. Because, like, I mean, he's the warden of the prison of elders. You know, like, he he's probably seen some pretty crazy things, and he doesn't seem to really bat an eye at some of them. Right. But then with them, he's like, nope, 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 nope. You know, like, he's the, the nope, nope meme. 
just noping out yep. of everything that has anything to do with them. I'm yeah. almost wondering if it's not something where Petra herself had I was about, like that's what I was about to say. Yeah, because <laughs> then because then you have the like the the friendly animosity, like oh Petra, yes. I'm going to try to assassinate you, like. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oh. It's like, well, Ferex, if it's you or the Teshunes, could you do it first, please? That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, all right. Well, do you guys have anything else on them that you guys... It's reef poking from chat. <laughs> wow. You know, humans have wow. Facebook. Facebook, we poke each other. The reef, they just try to assassinate each other. They try to poke each other uh, with knives. Um, that's all. <laughs> It's all politics in the reef. It's just it really is all backstabbing and which makes me, to, be, to be honest, that makes my RPG ness really happy. If we ever can like get involved with that, because that means that there's choices. Um, mm. But yes, yeah, like you guys think faction wars are crazy. Oh, <laughs> house wars in the reef. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say if they do that. So I've never heard that there is one, and maybe maybe I am just blanking here. But are there are there houses then considered? Uh, that's that's an assumption on my. They they've described like yeah. the they've. So we'll get into we'll get into the 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 we'll yeah. definitely get into this a little bit because the the only new grimoire card from Destiny Two kind of mentions this, but um. Mm-hmm. There is definitely a degree of nobility inside the reef. Um, yes. Like, and and to me, so like we know that the cryptarchy is politically separate. Um, there seems to be a very strong political designation for the paladins, especially. Uh, there's only seven paladins, and they're very hierarchical in regards to like what they control, and then. Um, they're also, I mean, so like, I I would argue that I would be very surprised if there wasn't a a form of like a house system in there, mm-hmm. uh, just because like you know, j- just because every single political out everything everything political out there, there are cliques that people separate into. And we see that. I mean, they they call them out as nobility, so that implies that there's a common commonality like you know there's a common class and a noble class um, mm-hmm. the other thing is that they're a matriarchal society yes yes and so we also know we also know that because the the fact that Aldrin has as much power as he does is an abnormality mm-hmm. well do we know any other male awoken that are in that any of the upper echelons at all uh there's a couple yeah and there's also a couple paladins um i forget the the name of the one but there is one paladin at least it's not right no it's um oh i used to know this yes there is like there is one paladin uh there's paladin yasmin eld leona Brile, abrazir pavel nulg it was from he was he was uh, he inherited the paladin ship. Uh, uh, okay. It was yeah, after Zir. I think it was Zir Zir's 
a apprentice. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure he was Zyra's apprentice. Went from there. Uh, Hallam Finn. Hallam Finn at Cyber. Okay. The Thank final you. the final duty was created for yes. pal- Paladin Hallam Finn in honor of his efforts at the fortress on Cybel, which was one of the mm-hmm. Reef Wars uh, slaughters, basically. Yeah. It was one. It was one of the one of the situations in which Varric's kind of. That was one of the ones that Varix was like, "Yeah, I'm done with you guys. Like you, you are, yeah, you are, you are not who I remember you being." I gotta say that was the, I think the tipping point for selling out the wolves and selling out the, the remainder of the fallen, mm-hmm. but mainly, of course, house wolves. When all said and done, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to see real quick. I don't know if um, there is another one. Imogen, Imogen Rife was his mentor. Sorry. So yeah. Hallam Finn okay. took over when Rife was killed in the, in the Reef Wars. Uh, chat's talking about this right now as well. Um, that So like the Reef Wars, there were a lot of back and forths, which is also where you see Aldrin really take a lot of credit because like he, he uh, actually kind of helped with, with winning a large percentage of it, him and his crows. Um, yep. so there's, there's a degree there, but yeah. So when Imogen was killed and I, I want to say it was, was it Beltric? No, it wasn't Beltric. It was one of the, one of the wanted cards that we got in destiny one. Oh, uh, uh yes. Uh, Pierces, Pierces. Um, so yeah, Pierces, the palace Bane was, uh, the one that mm-hmm. killed Imogen Rife and then Halm Fane, Halm Finn took over for her. So, but yeah, so in, in green, yeah, you're, you have an excellent point. So real quick, since this is an update, uh, an update episode, let's, let's kind of talk about a review of D1 information a little bit real quick do you guys want to just look at what the what the text says on the awoken card we want to read the the awoken card i think that given the opportunity to read a grimoire card i will always take the opportunity to read the grimoire card this one's nice Mm -hmm. and short so you read this one all right so real quick what does the text say Sorry, I've been waiting to use that that soundbite for a while. So long, so long. He's been like <laughs> on the edge of his seat, guys. So so long. Oh wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just do that and click. Um. So this is the Awoken Grimoire card, and it says, "Awoken, the others sing the song of light and dark. We together have transcended such unimaginative limitations. It is said that the Awoken were born in the collapse." descended from those who tried to flee its wrath something happened to them out on the edge of the deep black and they were forever changed today many awoken live in the distant reef aloof and mysterious but others return to earth where their descendants now fight for the city earthborn awoken who venture out to the reef hoping to learn its secrets find no special welcome from the reclusive queen so things we know from this card awoken do reproduce yeah. Oh gosh, man, that was an argument for months. ever. 
I feel like an idiot because I was like, it's right here in front of me and I just completely missed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they do reproduce, although we did have a really good breakdown in chat this last week about the possible amount of Awoken originally created, depending mm-hmm. on if they left in colony ships or not. Mm-hmm. Because if they left on a colony ship, the what did we have from the Nessus episode? Was it six hundred that were on it? Yeah. No. Yeah, I think so no. I'll it was more than that. Yeah, it was like it was I'll quite know. a bit more. I'm trying to remember how many there were, but if we take the amount that's on a normal colony ship, t- survivability rate before the actual quote unquote transformation, I mean, there would be enough to start a small civilization pretty pretty easily if it's 600 depending on how many colony ships go are, are out there it could be different and there may not have actually been colony ships per se it could have been another armada of sorts that tried to leave because what's what's that one card where they have the the ship that they board that has the oh gosh um, that's the uh You've asked me the, too many questions to remember. I know. Um, I know. This episode. So many. There's so many. It's like a webbing with this episode. It encompasses a lot of different cards that like aren't a, easily like tied a, together. It's like an engram. We have to decrypt it. Oh, God. <laughs> Cryptarchs. I love the Cryptarchs. I think they're fascinating. But. Um, see. Um, yes. Okay. So beyond that, this card also hints at the fact that they're a mixture of light and dark, which there's another card that talks about that, which I hint, I read part of during the introduction about the birth of the Awoken. And that card. Oh gosh, that, that, that's the ghost fragment Awoken, the, the birth card. There's like there's like three cards that are related to the birth. That one, uh, Woken Two, Woken Three, and just the Awoken card in general. And it's the Awoken Two card that everybody loves, mm-hmm. talking about the birth and the great ceremony, and everyone kind of having the the thought that is this the queen being born or if it's somebody else being born and what does birth actually look like to an awoken? All those fun questions. This is why the quote unquote descendants of awoken was always in contention is this card right here, because there's a line that says, uh, I was nothing, nothingness. If I existed before I existed as possibility as potential stretched thin across the ether. Maybe there was a body that looked like my body complete with a soul that could be confused for someone rather like me. What I am now was not yet real. And then I was born and the universe was free to begin. Others were present at my birth. A great ceremony has just begun because newborns are selfish beasts. I assumed I was the object of attention I didn't notice the singing until the singers fell silent, and then she appeared. She was above me, ethereal and handsome and elegant. I assumed my face was her face, and that odd idea gave me strength enough to smile. 
Secrets, she said. Creation is built on secrets and the encryptions that keep those secrets safe. I made my first sound. It meant nothing, but she understood it as a question. We are a beautiful creation, she said, and we must keep ourselves very safe. If you guys can't tell, I love kind of the Awoken cards. These are some of my favorite from D1, just because there's so many little mysteries tied into it. Mm-hmm. So many mysteries. But yeah, this was the card that made everybody question whether or not they were actually born or like born in the traditional sense of what we think of things being born. Beard blue. All hail the Taken Queen. Oh, get out. <laughs> you and Anon. <laughs> I oh, that's smack. a complete. I come. That's a complete fake. Like that's yeah, a complete fake. That's probably yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like I think that okay. I think that it's been completely and utterly debunked. Like I think it was debunked like thirty minutes after it showed up. But right. The uh, this is this is the card that a lot of people use in their arguments for Savathun's involvement with the Awoken. Yeah. And mm. because mm-hmm. you also have you have the singers which you know tying into the hive we have a very heavy f- connection there with the songs and all the summoning rituals and stuff like that um you have a strong female figure that's hovering above them speaking of secrets i mean there there's a lot of connections um i'm on i'm honestly in the camp of being on the fence on that particular thing because to me it feels like it's too overt um like, I, I don't know. I feel like that's I, I feel like that's too easy of an explanation mm-hmm. for Bungie. You know, given given some of the other Easter eggs that they've hidden. Je, I, it, I, but at the same time, I completely see. I completely see it. Like, um, so there's. I mean, the Techians. Uh, however, we're gonna say it. We're just gonna be dancing around it forever tonight. Tech um, witches. Tech witches. The tech witches have. There's one of the cards talk about a song being involved. Right. Well, and with, and, with the yeah. tech witches too. So, I mean, they themselves sing. That doesn't necessarily mean that they are directly related to the hive, but they, they function on the edge of ritual like the hive do. Well, there's also a lot of mention of things like uh, resonance and harmonics when dealing with the, uh, spells and incantations that they start yes. to spew off. Yes. Uh, so More. I'm thinking that there's some I just, heavy. Yeah, I, just, I just put that in the chat. There. It's like it's almost like music is important in the Destiny universe. Oh my I'm god, like, guys! What is what is up with that? Like, I mean, it's it's almost like it's I wish I wish we had someone on the podcast team that knew what they were talking about with music that was that would be interested in putting together something to talk let's put yeah. together an article that's about to release here really really soon as soon as i can get jay to be on board with one phrase I, in this entire sinking thing i responded to it i'm just making i know i saw i'm still going to fight for the one that i had originally i oh, know no. no one's going to know what it is but I, it makes me feel better <laughs> yeah but yeah, i mean like it's like that to I mean beard that that is exactly my thought too and that, and that's actually one of the reasons I'm on the fence about it not being Savathun's involvement because to be blunt 
every single creature and every single race in destiny right now has a musical component that's of some importance to it, you know, or, or, you know, the summoning ritual, everything, everything has rituals. You have the guardians with their summoning of the manifestation of the paracausal capabilities that we call supers. Um, you have the hive with their very, very regimented and supernatural summoning rituals. Like literally they have summoning circles and all that. And then you have like, you have historically other, other species before the hive that are not even related. You have the ecumen, the ammonites, you know, the, the Dega even had their own type of rituals, you know, like the rituals is very important. Music is very important. So the thing though, with like the hive rituals, the hive rituals are even described as being a technology based ritual that yes, we just simple, understand. Simple minds might call it magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's yeah, that sorry. actual? What's the, the real uh, quote that goes? No, that's with that? that's the, that that oh the Arthur C. Clarke. Uh, mm-hmm. I just blanked on it, but it's basically the same thing. To to a lesser right. lesser advanced species, uh, technology might seem magic. Something. It's mm-hmm. one of it's one of his laws of of like science fiction. Um, mm-hmm. And I usually can tell you that quote, but as soon as you asked me for it, I blanked. Um, but yeah, Neo Neo in chat right now is saying Scions. Scions have rituals. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's any any character that's presented in Destiny has having a dabbling in something akin to paracausal capabilities or just manipulation of light. Um has a ritual. Like it seems like that is a very interconnected way of channeling that particular power source. So that's where my my hesitation to be like, yep, this is this is Savathun raising the Awoken, you know, to use as their wish dragon bishops, you know. It's like I I I, I think it's way too overt, and I think that there's something more going on here. As it would be an is, interesting term. Yeah. As it is, I would have a very hard time with it just for the simple idea of I don't know why Savathun would be that willing to even allow for us to be around the Awoken, like, at all whatsoever. Right, right, yeah. I mean, because the proximity, it's like, yeah. unless, I mean, well, and the, the counter-argument, you know, to play devil's advocate for that particular situation, this is what she did with the, the um, God, I just blanked on the name, the bishops. The, yeah. Uh, the, harmony, the, harmony, 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 right? You, yeah. So like, I mean, she, she did, she wormed their way into their culture, but, but even then it was like, she was much more directly connected. Like she actually was, yes. she was possessing their bishops, like their, their, like inside their culture. It wasn't this weird, right. but I don't mean, I don't know. And, and, and that's the other going back to the, the political nature of the Awoken, you know, we don't know. We, it's just, it's one of those things that we don't know. Um, and with, you know, Beard, you know, kind of touching on something that we've we've recently been arguing about, um, given the clarification of the validity of Grimoire, um, you know, that kind of does beg the question, is this is this re record keeping something that we can quote fully, you know, like. Right. We have to we have to recognize the bias that is being used here. Um, 
which is, I, I again, I don't really have anything negative about that. It's just, I actually appreciate that we have a clarification that it is biased instead of being like, oh yeah, it's, it's a hundred percent accurate. Um, right. so, I mean, and, and that's the thing is like, is this particular, uh, ghost fragment about the Awoken, you know, the Awoken's equivalent of the book of sorrows. Cause we know the Maraid mm-hmm. is the Maraid is, I mean, just kind of trivia connection there. The Maraid is the similar, uh, construction as the Aeneid or the Iliad is in human cultures. Uh, it's the story of Mara, which is the Ma raid. That's that's where the name comes from. Um, just like Aeneid. Subtext, real quick. Yeah. The Maraid is the text in the Awoken culture that is based Sorry, around yes. the Reef Wars. Sorry, I apologize. Yes, the Maraid is the historical recollection of the Reef Wars uh, in the Awoken culture. Correct. Um, but the reason why I was bringing that up is because it's very similar in a naming structure to the Aeneid, which is a poem in art in reality, uh, which tells the story of a figure called Aeneas, which also funds or supposedly is the founder of this really little place called Rome. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's there's that connection there. And, you know, that brings in if you really want to get connected heavy, that brings in the connection to Rome, to the Awoken culture, which begs the question, well, what's the other culture that we see a lot of Roman influence in the cabal? So what's mm-hmm. going on? What's going on with that? Is that a possible, you know, like how how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go? Um but and don't I, forget about Teox and stuff like yeah, that. And, too. Yeah, I mean, oh, that's, yes. and that's the other thing is like Teox. Yeah. Oh gosh, Teox. <laughs> Teox is like the Osiris of the bad guys. He, just about, except she's yeah. got like the except she's a the, good the real. She's got like yeah, a good bad guy thing. Go. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about mm. Teox because it's like she she basically created the entire mess. But right. By trying to clean up the mess. I'm like, Ugh. lady, look. <laughs> if you hadn't done this, we wouldn't be in this yeah, mess. Really. I was going to say, we would, we would only have, you know, what? The, the fallen, the vex, the cabal. I don't even, but would we even, but would we? I was about, we wouldn't, we wouldn't even have the fallen Actually, to worry we about at that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we would just have the vex to worry about at that point. And maybe, maybe even then. Maybe, well, maybe even then. I mean, depending on what the Vex turned out to be, we might not even have that. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, so like, I mean, the, the oh gosh, the the connection there with the the Maraid and all that and the going back into, I like chat right now is, is making the point, you know, the winners write the history books. Mm-hmm. That's That's accurate. I mean, you see that in the Books of Sorrow. Right, Absolutely. you know, orcs, orcs wrote them, and then Savathun graffitied them. Um, so we know the, or we know the, or yeah, or did, or yeah. Oh gosh, that starts getting into really. <laughs> is it really? Are you are you a double agent or are you a double double agent on double secret probation? Is what that starts getting into. Are you but, a double secret triple agent? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, and then, and then the other, the other connection going back to the argument with Sabathun is obviously the, the Taken King clip with Eris and the whole, my queen speech and all that. Yeah. Um, 
But you want to talk about that connection real quick, the heiress yeah. and let's let's talk. Well, yeah, because that that actually does bring up that actually is a and good, that's a good segue into the Guardians and the Awoken. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, so, go for it, go for quick, it. Quick, quick summary: the Awoken pretty much hid out in the reef for many many years. Now the city knew about them, ish, but they we're not on speaking terms essentially, which I hope we get some more about that as to why that happened. But eventually our guardian in D one goes out to the reef and meets the queen and Prince Aldrin. We get basically put on a suicide mission ish to go get the Vex mind. And this is all through vanilla destiny. Mm-hmm. We, reopen the gateway essentially between the reef and the city and uh, guardians travel back and forth more. Uh, We do know there are some guardians who have interacted with the queen on a more steady basis ish, (laughs) at least having some things in common or at least some motives in common cough, cough, heiress, heiress. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Let's just. I. I'm so I can't wait. Not wait until Ares comes back. I really, really want Ares to come back because she's my favorite character. If you can't tell, I feel like she would like open up so many different doors if she actually does come back. Literally, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, because she can teleport. Or, or is she teleporting? Or is she? Or is she going, is she going to, to her a throne world? Is she stepping? Realm? Is she stepping yep. through Throne, uh, throne World back out? Um, don't you dare with the that, stepping because yes. that implies that begs, different things. Yeah, I know. I was about to say, that begs, that begs yes. a different question than yes. Throne Worlds. <laughs> See, this is things we should be writing down during each of these episodes that we're going to bring back up in Spin Foil Saturday. Oh, fair enough. I will start writing and stop talking. All right. But the... So, Eris and... Uh, Queen Marasov have been known to ish work together through the Taken King along with Osiris and well yeah that that, one that is clear I I mean I kind of agree with Beard on that one as much as it pains me to to do that not not that I not that I don't have a problem agreeing with you but as far as it not being Osiris it seems like it is Osiris um, right, it, and it's with, like ninety five percent there that yeah. if it is not Osiris, I am going to probably eat a hat when it gets yeah, confirmed. I'm, I'm kind of on. I'm also on that page too because, like, especially with yeah. the introduction of Osiris's reflections, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, guys, it like it's all but said. Like, it's it's one of yep. those like Resolazir situations. It's like it's right there. <laughs> I mean, yes, technically, we probably do need to wait for the, this was Osiris moment, but at the same time, it's like, (laughs) but we do know the three of them, question mark Osiris, kind of helped plot the attack on Oryx at the beginning of the Taken King, or, well, the suicide mission, or was it? Yeah. Anyway, there's so many question marks of is Queen Marasov alive still? We know Aldrin is now, but 
Well, yeah. and, and, you know, right. And I, I think the other thing is that a lot of people were asking was it seemed like um, we like a lot of people were asking. I, I'm, and I'm assuming that maybe they there was not a lot of people who played the vanilla piece of it or weren't reading the grimoire in vanilla of D1. But the question of like, well, why is it such a big deal that the Guardians are with the, the Awoken and why what is going mm-hmm. on here? And the thing is, is that all stems from the debacle of uh, Twilight Gap and, you know, Six Fronts yes. and the, the whole the whole thing that Mara, for some reason, got involved with. Um, right. You know, you want to talk about really random mysteries. Uh, the reason that the city exists is because of the reef to to kind of put it oversimplified. So there was this huge battle uh, or huge war going on on Earth between the humans and the fallen. And basically the fallen were calling in all resources, one of which was the massive House of Wolves, which that should ring a couple people's you know bells and a couple people's heads. Um, so the House of Wolves, which were at that point, the fallen were ha- had had split up the solar system in a very fiefdom like situation uh you you kind of see this in d1 right you know you have different houses on different planets the house of wolves was really the kind of outside the asteroid belt kind of shoot like that area Um, they also were the ones that really didn't talk to any of the others right they were kind of the outsider group they were but they were a massive force they were huge And so basically what happened was when the fallen made started making the final push, they basically put a call out and they said all fallen were, you know, we're reclaiming the great machine, basically, to probably paraphrase that a little bit. And so the wolves were okay, we're coming. And as they were coming through the asteroid belt, Mara just out of kind of nowhere, sucker punches them with a harbinger. (laughs) and 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 in that process kicks off the reforce which is what marade is all about but like the the internal the entire thing with the reforce was mara basically i mean she ended it by taking over the house of wolves which is where we get the house of wolves expansion with the house of wolves then going to skolas and that whole political upheaval but that all was basically her sucker punching the house of wolves while they were on the way to squish the city like if the house of wolves had come to earth there would be no city it was they they had a massive fleet and you know again the the awoken just seemed to randomly get involved and they blew up an asteroid like the reason why the uh, the awoken are not on or were not on good speaking terms with the city though isn't right. that twilight gap and petra well it is petra i i think it's an art i think it is twilight gap i want to say it's twilight gap but basically that stems from the awoken not understanding guardian battle tactics um mm-hmm. because i and i love i can't remember what the card is it's a letter to pet from petra to the queen and she's like i didn't know that they were gonna like and it was like it's basically petra being like they're insane i didn't know that like so what happened was there was a battle or a part of the battle in which petra called an airstrike on a on a uh in in like basically there was a group of i think it was three fire teams 
that were entrenched mm-hmm. and they were trapped. And she was like, I'm going to help them. And, and Petra also is a little bit overzealous when it comes to punishing fallen going back again to Petra's past here. She has a very big issue with the house of wolves and the fallen because of the personal trauma that she had with the, the reforce. So <clears throat> the awoken are now helping the city for this part. And she calls in an airstrike for these fallen thinking that she's going to, you know, free these guardians up. Well, the guardians as, Anybody who plays a guardian knows just get up and run into fire like they <laughs> they have no care like and it it basically what ends up is Petra's airstrike destroys the guardians all three fire teams like total total death like they don't they can't come back and so because of that that causes a huge strain on the relationship between the city and the queen which I mean I'm assuming there was already kind of touchy but then you had petra who killed you know in one fell swoop three fire teams Mm -hmm. and then petra gets demoted from her position to just being and then she's forced into being the the uh the (laughs) the diplomat between the city and and the uh the reef which was the entertaining thing about the first oh, Queen's Wrath. I loved, I loved when she was at the tower. She was so snarky <laughs> at the tower. So it was funny. amazing. It was so, when she had the full suit of armor, like it, everyone was like, who is this? Who is this lady? It was like the, what was that? The third week or second week of vanilla. Mm-hmm. I, still, I still have that sniper rifle because that thing was amazing. Um, but yeah, so that and that's basically her punishment was she has to be the she has to be a diplomat. She can't be a fighter, which, <laughs> which she hates she so hated, much. She hated it so much. It was so funny. Um, if you go and visit her even now in the reef, she's picking her nails with a knife yeah, while yeah. she's talking to you because she's right. really not happy about the whole thing. And but but the other thing with Petra is that like we were kind of mentioning with the lost lore, she's actually she's actually Tetchin trained. So yeah. so she does arguably have some abilities. Um <clears throat> so there's that that particular interest on Petra's side. But yes, so like the the whole thing was before our guardian kind of just kind of ignored everything and walked into Mars and killed the gate lord because they told us we couldn't do it um you know this is the destiny equivalent of hold my beer and watch uh they uh mm-hmm. which aldrin i love aldrin snark with that whole thing but um before that that was that was why there was a lot of animosity between the reef and the the city um was because because of that mishap in the in the war green i know yeah. you well, my thing is, I kind of want to talk about the connection between the, and I know we talked about the Tetrans early, earlier, the Techians, um, but if Petra was tra- trained as a Techian, and we have Techian witches that were obviously a lot more powerful than the normal Awoken, and then we have Cryptarchs who decode the engrams and everything through their own process. Do you, and this is just me throwing an idea out there, spin foily a a little bit is, do you think that the Awoken are, if they're within Awoken society, 
out in the reef society specifically, do you think they are automatically trained in the, not necessarily the full techian way, but in tech magic e type things or tech decryption? Beard, you want to take it? I don't think automatically. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of the best way to line my response. Uh, if I have to continue with the spinfoil idea, I think that's why the Awoken and Siva have such a good bond between them because they're kind of based on the same technology, but that's for a completely different day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole manifestation, uh, manif- yeah, manifestation though of the cryptarchs all being awoken is has definitely been interesting to me only because they are the only ones that it seems that are able to actually crack this stuff um Mm -hmm. whether whether it be related to the fact that they have uh training all behind it or it's just because the cryptarchy started because of tyra karn and she was obviously awoken uh i'm not sure but it is obvious that there are other branches that exist besides uh yeah i don't know if we actually have any like i I can't yeah like I, i i have a problem with it only because like i said i i'm i'm on the the bandwagon that you know siva and awoken are are very similar in plenty of ways. And we all know that engrams and so on are also linked up to uh, the same kind of technology. So for me, it's hard for me to look past that bias and what I've already kind of put in as headcanon on my own. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's the, the one thing that I've always at least kind of come back to. They, they have this engram matter basically already inside of their system and that's why they can naturally kind of uh, work around with it. The thing that always makes me wonder with the engram technology and the reef itself is we know the reef was a lot of the reef was scavenged from mm-hmm. the ships that originally went out there. But do you suppose that with some of the engram technology that they actually created the matter through the engram technology to create the different spaces that out there or different parts for things. Mm. Could it be supposedly used for other things beyond weapons and armor? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would, uh, I would certainly agree with that. I mean, what necessarily I don't, uh, I mean, don't we have uh, some kind of ideas with like some of the other tech that's there? Not necessarily like ships or anything, but um, yeah. Because if you look, sorry some, to interject. If you look at the ahead. ships in the reef <clears throat> from, especially like a lot of the concept art, which is amazing, um, a right. lot of the ships are catches, uh, right. actually. And then you have colony ships that are kind of been scavenged together. Um, regarding the, uh, Ingram, remember the description of Ingram is programmable matter. It's never, it's never restricted to Mm -hmm. weapons and tech or weapons and armor. It's just, that's what guardians use them predominantly for. But, uh, you know, Ingrams, I, I, I'm looking, I'm looking through my notes right now, actually. Uh, but 
when we did the talk on the cryptarchy, I kind of compared the Awokens. The Awoken themselves are kind of like an engram. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's, I find a very, po- <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Um, I find a very poetic connection between the cryptarchs being awoken and the awoken themselves, because if you look mm-hmm. at what the cryptarchy does, it's digging into the past to figure out what is going on. Well, that's what the awoken are doing as well. They're trying to figure out what they are. They're trying to decrypt themselves because they are they are this weird collection of data that has been you know smashed together and stored. And they have these memories, apparently, when, if you look at the Ghost Fragment Awoken cards, they have these like weird memories, and they don't understand them all. Um, so I kind of I see Awoken as the, as the engram of the characters as far as like the NPCs Awoken, especially the Reefborn. Um, and I'm assuming the Earthborn are very similar. I, I think that they're a little bit more distilled, I get the feeling, or at least... From the Reefborn, they they look down on the Earthborn, and the Earthborn don't really, they don't have the high view of themselves that the Reefborn do. Mm-hmm. But that that also that also ties into them being very uh, having a very heavy uh, influence of elves as their creation kind of mythology uh, from yeah. from the fourth you know breaking the fourth wall there a bit. That's a very common presentation of elves. But I, I like I said, like I don't I love Here's, I love the connection with the cryptarchs. Can I mm-hmm. can I interject something about the difference between the reefborn and the earthborn ones? Yeah, go for it. Everyone likes thinks like the reefborn are very uh, snobby or anything comparative to the earthborn. I view it more as the reefborn are honor stricken to the politics that are out there in the in the reef. Like they're raised in that society of all awoken oh, oh, I, I agree completely yeah versus the ones that are earthborn which are completely diversified because they're surrounded by all sorts of different characters not just being being born on the reef definitely enforces a xenophobic attitude simply and it, it's not a it's not a hateful uh it's not it doesn't stem necessarily from hate it stems from unease um, whereas an earthborn, you know, you see that within like the dodgeball cards, right. Uh, mm-hmm. with shacks, which uh, they do. Uh, I love those cards, not only because they're just effing hilarious, hilarious, but because it really shows what a daily life of a citizen is. And that's one of the things just for me, from a world building perspective, I've been craving from destiny is like, what does an average citizen do? Like, how does it, how does that work? Um, but like the the Earthborn Awoken, I agree completely with you, Green. I think that they are interjected into a society that is a, a melting pot of different races, of cultures. I mean, we know the the city is, you know, you have the holidays that we talk we've talked about before. Um, you know, the Festival of the Lost, the Dawning, all these different holidays that are literally pieces and bits and pieces of different cultures from around the world from humanity that are continued in the city. And that's in order to, you know, make everyone feel included. So you have that on the one side, and then you have the reefborn, which are from their very beginnings, the Awoken were the, were not exiles, but they were the ones that ran. They tried to escape. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm and and not not in like a derogatory fashion. I mean, they were the ones that were already not part of a community. Their community was based around the fact that they didn't have one, and so then you mm-hmm. have that being smashed together with you know God knows what happened to them, and and at the time, so you also remember at the time the collapse is going on, so they're literally stuck in the asteroid belt and no one knows they're alive. So, you know, you have earth, which was the pinnacle, you know, earth was the, the center of everything. And then the, the collapse happens and earth just shuts down. Everyone on earth shuts down. Like there is no one here to help them. So they had to survive on their own and they did. But the cost of that is that they have now proven to themselves, you know, this is like, you know, they've proven to themselves they don't need Earth. And, you know, then you add into the fact that they're distantly, they're actually physically very distant from Earth. <laughs> you know, it's it's just there's a lot of, of social context that to me makes perfect sense for their xenophobic attitude. Um mm-hmm. Uh, to to me, and I don't, I don't think it's, I don't, I honestly don't think it's a hundred percent based in like a, uh, a like a, a racial, you know, slur type thing. Um, I think Green, you're you're correct. I think that you know there is a degree of honor and a loyalty, and you know that that was very important to them too because that was the only thing that held them together. It feels like. And you see that with uh, with Mara's call and and reef, the Ghost Fragment Reef card. Uh, Mara basically calls it out and it's like, look, if you if you betrayed us for Earth, this is your last chance. Join us, or you're not welcome. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, she and to to Mara's credit, she didn't have to give that choice to him. You know, she she's a monarch. She can she can just cut she can just shut the doors. But she she did invite them back, and the ones that chose to stay, they they chose. They they made their choice. Interesting, interesting. Sorry, it's been it's been something yeah. like that with the Awoken. I have. I love the Awoken mostly because they're connected really heavily to the Cryptarchy and the Cryptarchy for me is a really fascinating aspect of the Destiny universe because I it from a lore perspective the Cryptarchs are doing exactly what anyone in the lore community is doing they're trying to understand mm-hmm. the world like it, it's 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 a really interesting parallel to what we do you know day in and day out that's what the Cryptarchs are doing um and so there, and there's a connection there. And then like the cryptarchy also has a lot of really fun trivia connections. Um, we talked about that with, uh, I think purple was on the episode with us when we talked about the cryptarchy back on episode 41. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean like it, it, there's, there's a ton of, uh, historical nods that Bungie made with the entire creation of the cryptarchy. Uh, that goes all the way back down to like you know semantics and etymology studies, uh, the breaking of codes, you know, literally cryptog- cryptography. Uh, cryptology is an actual field. Uh, it is actually something that you can study. It's the study of codes and the art of writing and solving them. Um, you know, it's a very very big deal with uh, 
especially cryptocurrency right now is a huge thing. If anyone's, oh my been, gosh. If anyone's tried to buy a video card, you'd know this. Um, you know, or if you've been on Reddit for any significant amount of time. No, like I'm, I'm dead. I was just reading something. They, they can't keep, uh, they can't keep video cards in stock. Or no, no, G, is it GP? I can't. Oh, there's a piece. There's a piece of hardware that literally they can't, and it's it's damaging the video, video game industry. Is it the video card? Yeah, that's a, that's like, exactly right. It's video like cards it's are it's problem. literally damaging the video game industry because people can't build gaming PCs because the cryptocurrency uh, miners are just buying them out. Like they they can't keep them in stock. It's, I, was, I was I was reading an analysis of that today, and it was like I was like this is like the most bizarre problem <laughs> that I have I really have come across recently. Graphic, huh. yeah, graphics. Yeah, they're they're just more efficient at uh, at picking up whatever is is basically uh, like hidden behind with the cryptocurrency. They're they're yeah. better at detecting them. I mean, and you, they they actually have to be sold in bulk, right? In order right. to uh, well, because they build them, they build them in bulk. Now. If you go, if yep. you go look at like a crypto a cryptocurrency delving machine, I can't remember what the mm-hmm. technical term is, but that's what it basically is. It's got mm-hmm. like. Uh, the the more advanced ones have like twenty five graphic cards. I mean, it's it's right. ridiculous some of the builds that I've seen. But right. but anyways, uh, yeah, so yes, yeah. sorry, no no no. I was just gonna say, but anyways, yes, cryptology is actually something that does exist. Um, yep. Oh my yeah. So pins pins in chat said he talked to a guy at Best Buy last week and he said they started the day with ten ten seventies, which is a very very nice one. And they were gone within mm. an hour of opening. That's yeah. so dumb because I'm wanting to build a computer and <laughs> you guys suck. I'm gonna say it's gonna it's gonna drive prices up the wazoo uh, for finding the things and then it's yeah. after. After the bubble breaks, it's going to be more interesting because I'm waiting for all these like expensive, high expensive cards to, <laughs> to go, go on, on sale, sale. for like 200 bucks. <laughs> and it, it'll be guys on eBay that are selling them and NVIDIA and AMD aren't going to have anything they can do about it because they left to get to this point. So yeah. I'm, I'm agreeing. I agree with Beard. I'm just waiting for the people who are going out there and who are going out for the gold rush. There's going to be a yep. point at which the gold rush ends and... You know, mm-hmm. as with crypt, as with the cryptocurrency, I, I don't think it's going to be a very long wait. No, but I'm going to say it very so often, which is just like engrams because engrams are weird to find because <laughs> they're a very interesting little bit of currency, which also well, they comes are. back to glimmer and glimmer. how important that is to everything glimmer yep. is programmable matter which is what engrams yeah. are made of and um sorry real quick beard before I'll, I'll let you take but real quick uh yeah. you you made the you guys were talking about the the history of the cryptarchy and all that mm-hmm. uh tyra tyra yeah tyra was one of the founders but also remember just real quick that the the entire point of the cryptarchies is to decode the Ingrams and remember who invented the Ingram. Yeah. So that would be that would be another Clovis Bray invention. Yep. Clovis um, Bray. So Ingram or Glimmer, I guess technically, uh, was mm-hmm. invented in the Golden Age. Yeah. Um, and so that that to me, to, and that's just to clarify, the Awoken didn't like invent all this stuff. The Awoken just kind of 
seem to be for whatever reason it is um the cryptarchs that we have met have all been awoken um that is not mm-hmm. to say that their possibility there is a possibility of non-awoken cryptarchs um i could see mm-hmm. an exo particularly being probably a pretty decent cryptarch but a lot of that is because the reef cryptarchy is is pretty much seems to be the the unmoved mover of the cryptarchy movement even raul in the tower is a is a former member of the reef cryptarchy uh, I right. saw in, in chat they were mentioning this. That is where the animosity between, and it's really not even animosity. It's more like a a weird. It's again, it's that that weird friendly competition that's like between Varix and Petra is between Raúl and Ives. Because if you if you stood or I haven't I haven't heard anything in D two with him, but like in D one, his his especially after they introduced Ives, the comments, the idle dialogue between the two of them were absolutely hilarious because basically what they are doing is they're emailing each other decryption methods and they're basically playing like a fourth four dimensional chess with each other via crypto or crypto decrypto decrypting processes so they're like emailing codes to back and forth between each other to show how smart they are and they're always trying to one-up each other but it but it was never like i don't know i never got the feeling that he was like oh i'm gonna just kill him you know it was just more of like i'm gonna <laughs> gonna show this 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 preposterous man up like it was like the educational one-upmanship right like i say it definitely was never hate and i think that's one thing that's very or at least fairly interesting to kind of point out when it comes to the uh awoken even if they they start to be uh very I guess competitive between each other would be the best way to put it. Uh, they're, they're still respectful to a, to a high degree, uh, which I think comes back to the, the awoken card where, you know, they're a very, uh, they're a very special gift, so to speak, and they need to keep themselves protected. And they all kind of have that underlying understanding. It seems that, uh, kind of exists to make sure that that happens. Yeah. And, uh, Green, I know you have a really good point on the tech, but real quick, but kind of to segue into that, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of going off of Beard, what you're saying about the the lifestyle of the Awoken, we see that with the way that they treat their tech. Because right. remember, with Awoken, they wipe their frames. They don't yes. allow their frames to be to develop the quirks that you see in the frames in the tower. So, like you know, Lefty from from Fell Winter's Pink and De- uh, mm. Destiny One, they don't have those because they wipe them yeah. very routinely so that they don't develop personalities. But yeah, yeah that's so you don't end up having callus end up you know infecting one of them. Oh, what that would never happen to a frame that named Benedict. <laughs> I didn't see that happening at all. Never. Like, wow, you 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 Sorry, doom, you doom that yeah. machine from its creation. <laughs> Um, the only thing that I had about the tech, though, is where the Awoken may have gotten it to begin with. Because you oh, talked yeah. about Clovis Bray. What else is out in that area by the reef? A Titan. lot of a lot of stuff that used to belong yeah. to Clovis Bray. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, well, they could dive into all the different areas. And, I mean, just to throw out just a tiny bit of spinfoil, who leads us to Titan? Zavala. 
is Zavala mm. Earthborn? I mean, we 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 know he's Earthborn because we saw his his rising. So, well, yeah, we don't. Uh, yeah, I I would I mean, say it. it I'd say it's. I would say it's pretty likely. probable. But I mean, Zavala, the, I have I have issues with that entire situation. But anyways. <clears throat> There's, there's just, there's, there's so many questions from that, that video, to be honest. Um, and that, that particular piece of Zavala's rising kind of ties into my slight problem with how destiny one started, um, which I recognize could have been a issue with real life timing. Um, you know, that, that whole not having enough time to fully develop that particular piece, you know, with Destiny One, all your characters start in the exact same spot, regardless of if you're Awoken or Exo or Human. Which I mean, for our Guardian in particular, it, it's not a huge deal. Um, but with Zavala being Awoken, but being resurrected on Earth at the time that it seems to be taking place, it's kind of like. Mm-hmm. How did an awoke like I'm just I'm just curious on again Bungie we don't have a clear timeline on this so it, it it's entirely right. possible that it's fine but given the way that they presented it, it's kind of like that's cutting it kind of close for an awoken to be in a f- random place on Earth. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if I want to put in my thoughts on all of that because it really spikes some questions, but. Um, the way I interpreted it was Zavala was with what habit Zavala was resurrected in. It didn't look like it was necessarily that of like a typical awoken or anything like that. From what we see, it looked like it was some kind of, uh, like a, a colonist or, or standard astronaut, uh, kind of attire in a way. So the way that I kind of envisioned it was the Zavala was one of the first awoken, but he had such a, a short lived life that something had happened on the ship. Uh, and then over the, after the culmination where the travelers blast ended up meeting the darkness or whatever. And that created the, the, the awoken out in the field, his ship kind of did an Ultron and somehow went to Mars from Saturn in a very small amount of time mm-hmm. uh, and kind of had the same thing happen to it. That was, that was at least my interpretation of the events that had happened, but that's a, that's a very wide and open idea. Cause I don't think we can clearly see the symbols that are on the, uh, the astronaut suit, but that's what it looked like to me. There was, yeah, there were helmets and everything. It just didn't, it didn't, I'm going to have to rewatch it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got it, a copy it of it. No, I know. It didn't I'm going to be bugging you for right. I guess, and it I didn't put this feel right. It, that was the, the problem. Like it didn't, it didn't seem like it was an awoken thing. It, it right. seemed like it was more of an earth thing. So when Zavala gets out of an earth related ship, which of course, yes, the the colonies and everything are, are more related to, uh, especially early days. The Awoken and the and Earth are obviously very linked up. I, it threw me off as like this idea of what were they supposed to 
if we go with the idea that maybe he was trying to get back to Earth to see what had happened and he crash landed and his him and his buddy basically die off, you know, is there something else behind that? Uh, or, or was there a Planet of the Apes where they were traveling at light speed and something happened that way? I don't know. <laughs> well, and to play devil's advocate, do we know for certain that it was Earth? The right. only thing that makes me say yes is because it is in a snowy region, which is not far in the Cosmodrome area because it's that Russian, right? That Siberian area, and we don't ever see a ship. He's got very, very few tools besides his ghost. I mean, he uses mm-hmm. a spear until he ki- kills another fallen and takes their gun. Mm-hmm. So I I don't I mean we don't see how long he is on whatever planet he right, is on. Right, that's what I was just about to say is like that's the only thing that it could be but the it implies that he's on earth. It, well, just based off considering of the considering well, more the atmosphere than anything else I would say like, too because sorry. you're you're talking blue sky. Right. Well, that that and like I'm 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 actually watching it on my phone. I'll be completely transparent with everyone. Um, <laughs> the uh, the actual the initial opening of it does seem to be it's actually not a snowy region. Um, no, it's, it's like, like a, a it's almost like it's almost like a Nessus because it's a liquid. Mm-hmm. It's got a water, and then it's got like the reddish tinge. I don't know. I mean, it looks like it's just over like a, what's the best way to put it? It's, I mean, it still looks like Earth. <laughs> to yeah, be honest, I, it, it, it still looks like Earth, but. It's just the refraction of light and everything with a low hanging sun, the way that it looks like you've still got uh flecks of blue all over. If they meant any kind of detailed degree to that, that would indicate a, uh, a, a blue atmosphere of some kind. And right. that would basically almost only or exclusively tie back to to earth at least of what we would have with our information of early days right but to go to to go back to green's idea on the tech being connected to you know clovis bray sorry we know i mean i i would agree completely with that i and just watching kind of going back to my little diatribe about the awoken social constructs you know, they're definitely scavengers. They mm-hmm. definitely, definitely take pieces of whatever they can find and, um, you know, use it to build things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and which makes perfect sense given the, given the situation that they're in, uh, because, because a lot of their, a lot of their stuff, I mean, we see them repurpose servitors. We've seen them repurpose mm-hmm. catches. We've seen them repurpose, you know, all sorts of stuff. Uh, they which, are- definitely a good guy version of what the fallen kind of do right i was was actually that was actually my was going to be my next parallel was it's kind of like what we see with the fallen and it also makes a lot of sense if you think about it as they're they're the ultimate scavengers um Mm -hmm. it makes sense that their spies are called crows and it also makes a lot of sense that they have cryptarchs because ultimately what is an engram it's programmable matter of course a scavenger is going to love something that they can program in to do whatever. Right. Because they can, they can make whatever they need. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense that they're going to be specialists with, with glimmer and ingrams. 
they're going to know all about that stuff. Indeed, indeed. Do we want to kind of shift into more updates that we know about things? Because we've kind of gone through some of the basics of the Awoken that we know from D1. Uh, Questions that we had going into D2. Should we start there? Um, Yeah, we can start there. I mean... To be honest, the inform the information that yeah, I was about to say the information that we got in D two is not like don't don't hold your breath or I guess you could hold your breath because it's not going to be much. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some confirmations. Oh you, no no no! I mean we got we got we got confirmations, but I mean I guess it's nothing like to me. It's nothing. I, in my view, it was nothing really groundbreaking because a lot of the confirmations again were pretty. If you if you've read between the lines on some of the other grimoire cards, it it wasn't a very big leap of the imagination to see what was happening. Um, I know we talked a little bit, so like basically the only information that we got in D two really about the reef or kind of the awoken in general is from the new Telesto card, or I guess it's an entry now, not a, <laughs> not a card. Um. So to just refresh really quick, Telesto is a it's actually a Destiny 1 Taken King exotic. Um, and that Grimoire card was actually where we get the beginnings of a communication between a paladin and Petra. It's also where we get the information that Petra has been pretty much promoted to acting regent. I'm sure she absolutely loves that position. Um so this is from Paladin Cal- Kamala Prior to Petra Venge. Uh, it's a search and rescue report from Saturn. What is it? Saturn thirteen, and it says expanded. And this is this is from Destiny one. So this is the previous Telesto card. It says expanded search of Saturn's nearby moons produced only one notable discovery: a cloud of harbinger matter collected around Saturn's thirteenth moon, designation Telesto. A sample is enclosed for your examination. Side note: that's kind of assumed where we got the weapon Telesto from. Uh, It continues and says, still no sign of primary objectives. Continued survey of the remaining 100,000 kilometers cubed of space is underway, but as an Armada Paladin of the Awoken, it is my duty to officially recommend declaration of death of the following. Paladin Yasmin Eld, Paladin Paladin Leona Brill, Paladin Abra Zyre, Paladin Pavel Nog, Techen Shuro, Techen Sedia, Techen Kali, and the Awoken Queen Marasov. Note that as acting Regent Commander, it is not your duty to actually declare these deaths at this time. And that's where the message ends. Um, so that was, like I said, that was the beginning of a communication between uh, Rior and Petra. In the entry, which is the Destiny 2 equivalent of Grimoire cards, uh, we have another communication between Kamala and Petra, and this one is a subject of Prison Elder's Containment Risk. And the message is, uh, one, contingency reserves overdrawn. We underestimated nobility troth reparations. Aldrin suggests that we open reintegration talks. Have you discussed endowment support? Two, if Reef endorses support, Paladin Oran will engineer reinforcements or reinforcement message ends. <coughs> Excuse me. So a couple things that we talked about in chat. 
what is a nobility troth reparations? So, bro- broken down, basically, troth is a um, is a, a consideration of faith or loyalty that's pledged when a solemn agreement or undertaking is has taken place, and then reparations is usually seen as the compensation for war damage paid by a damaged state. Uh, so the words nobility troth reparations kind of implies that a nobil- noble class of some kind has either lost or has been, their bill has come due. Uh, and what is basically being said here is that the contingencies reserves, they don't have enough contingencies. They overestimated or we underestimated the the amount that they were going to get. So when they mentioned endowment support, what you see this often in is uh, what's called in, uh, endowment funds or uh, some people will call them scholarships. Uh, and basically what this is is a way to supplement income in the way of uh, investing. So an endowment is uh, roughly an income or form of property given or bequeathed to someone, also a quality or ability possessed or inherited by someone. Uh, like I said, usually this is and you usually see the term endowment support with regards to endowment funds, which are, again, the equivalent of scholarships with non-for-profits, especially. Um, so it's basically, basically they're asking, hey, where, when are we getting paid? Like, how are we paying mm-hmm. for all this stuff? Um, there was a couple interpretations of this in chat, and I've seen a couple really good breakdowns over on the Destiny Lore subreddit as well. Uh but the large majority seem to think that this is the reintegration of the fallen into the Awoken Society, uh, mostly because they are basically saying, you betrayed us, Aldrin, and Aldrin is back, if, you know, to, to make that point also, Aldrin is back mm-hmm. on the radar of the Reef, which at the end of Destiny 1, we did not have. Aldrin was taking over the House of Kings, but he wasn't quite, we didn't quite know if he was on the radar. Well, he is back on the radar. Um, Petra is still acting regent. So Petra is still, there. there is still a degree of the matriarchal society. Um, and the reason why I mentioned at the top of the episode that this was something that we might be talking about <clears throat> is because Aldrin has just come into a basically a windfall of military force as far right. as the fallen. So Aldrin also is everything. The, the thing is a lot of people hate Aldrin. Um, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't agree with that hatred because I think Aldrin is a very interesting character, but ultimately Aldrin has one purpose and that is to support his queen, his sister. Everything Aldrin does is to protect her or to make her more powerful. He, I mean, like, he literally, that is his purpose that he has stated. Aldrin doesn't seem to really care for power from the Grimoire, re, like, the Grimoire cards that we have with him. Um, mm. He doesn't care for power other than to secure things for, for Mara. And we know that Mara has been in communication with, or, or at least Aldrin thinks that Mara is in communication with him from the Grimoire from Destiny 1. So the only other, the only other theory that could be very interesting here is if Aldrin is making a play for power using the fallen forces and that is what is happening is did Aldrin 
basically come in with a force or, you know, because Aldrin is suggesting integration talks. Well, who are we reintegrating with? Are they reintegrating with the Guardians? Are they reintegrating with the Fallen? With the nobility of the Awoken? Which, you know, you know that kind of goes back to questions that you had, Green, earlier. The classifications of the different, you know, political structure. You know, there could have been an upright, there could have been a civil war in the Awoken. You know, their queen died and no one knows what's going on. Petra's not mm-hmm. really being very transparent about stuff. Um, so did they put down a civil war? You know, I, it, we don't, ultimately this, uh, it answers a few questions, but it actually leads to a plethora of more questions. But yes, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to shut up and I'm going to let you guys kind of tear apart this, this new information. Beard. I was coughing. My apologies. Oh, yeah, no. no, that's all right. Um, the, the 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 biggest thing, of course, that I think has still you know plagued my mind, especially with something like uh, like this. Um, what is the status of the reef? Which I think is ultimately what it comes down to. With uh, you know, are they putting something down like a like a civil war or something like that? Uh, how badly damaged are they that they're losing energy like this, and they have to start thinking about reserves and whatnot? Where it seemed like they were uh, in a good spot to begin with, and not necessarily needing to worry about it too much. They've been they've been sub uh, self preserving to this point on their own for how long now? But suddenly we need to go ahead and start thinking about how their energy reserves are, even if it is just in the prison. Uh, additionally, having the card up, I don't see that they talk about Varix at all and like what his status is, of course. Uh, and the question is there, is Varix still in charge of the prison? And then if something happened where he needed to leave, did he effectively have some of the secrets behind how the prison worked? Something like that. We obviously don't have a ton of answers that way, but I'm more curious about what it is that's happening on the reef itself. Since this, uh, this species that was a species I use loosely since they were humanity, technically since the awoken were so very, you know, able to do everything on their own. And now it just seems like they're not able to and have to start thinking about, well, now we got to start getting paid for this stuff. Uh, it also kind of brings up the point of the prison was not just for, uh, at least if we really read into it, uh, not just for our enemies or the fallen or Vex or anything like that. It was also used seemingly for uh, the actual like Awoken's uh, prisoners. The update that I have on it actually has to do with the scannables and the EDZ. It really, this is some of the information that I have found in game. It's really just basically saying that the, that fallen tech is being used with awoken symbology. And we know that at least Aldrin has been in communication via Earth back and forth. Right. I don't I don't know if he is on Earth, but he might be in Chicago. F- we should go look there. 
I want to go there so bad. I want that cutscene to happen. Yeah. Freaking too. They gotta they gotta stop teasing about Chicago freaking <laughs> gravity gravity Gra- uh, uh, graviton for, land. Yeah, graviton lands. Like that. Yeah. That, just, oh, <laughs> that oh. card is that that injury is hilarious. Sorry, Green. Yep. Go, go for it. No, no, no worries. I'm good. I'm. It's it, that's really all that I have as far as like digging into stuff in D two because besides the the grimoire entries we really don't have a ton of solidified evidence we have mm-hmm. scannables and some of the entries that's pretty much it there's not even really any mentions that i remember in any of the missions or strikes or anything um, i can't really yeah, think of much i was going to say the only the only tech that I'm sorry, the only tech that I remember the fallen like expressly being called out for stealing is Vex tech because they keep taking the yeah. sh- the shield technology. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Which I just love like ghost frustration on that. It's like seriously again. <laughs> uh, yep. I was like, well, they. I mean, they figured it out. There. I mean, that if it works, I don't blame them for reusing the same same tool. No. Not at all. It keeps the guardians I mean, they, out. <laughs> it's, they're they're also allowing their captains to utilize the same short range teleportation stuff or mm-hmm. something similar. So there's that. Those cowards always running away when really? I'm about to get them. Um, or are we going to say the captains go into their own throne worlds? And no, they're no, they're obviously they're obviously. Like they're obviously just stepping. I mean, that's that's obviously what they're doing. Get out! Get out! Get out! Get out, get out, get out. <laughs> I thought mine was bad enough. <laughs> oh, man. oh man! All right. Well, um, if you guys don't have anything else, I actually have a really fun dispatch. That I really nice. actually, I'm actually really excited. It's really short, and it actually has nothing to do with tonight's topic. But I'm going to read it anyways. So, uh, real quick, let me run. Let's run to the dispatches. If you guys are you guys okay with that? Do you have yeah. anything yeah. else for the Awokens I mean, that you want to? You mean off of all the whole one card that we yes. that we got of yes. information? For Basically, yeah, no. I mean, I've I have proven. <laughs> This week and next week, we are going to prove to the community that we can talk for two hours over one entry. Actually, this week is easier because we had we had previous history. Next week, mm-hmm. tune in. Tune in for two hours of discussion about something that I. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's gonna be it, if you like spin foil, show up is what I'm gonna so say. The, so the oh, mind yeah. map will be done in like two minutes. Then <laughs> the, the mind map's yeah, done. Really. <laughs> I'm going to say the, before the mind map was... doesn't really exist. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the mind map is literally a hyperlink to the page. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to say right. like, what? Mm, anyway, carry on. <laughs> All right, real quick. Dispatches received from the wilds. So we got a dispatch from our website. Uh, for those for those curious, there there is a contact form on the website. Uh, WordPress makes it really easy, and it sends it right to us. So, uh, Kevin, I'm going to butcher this name. So it's Kev Kevronominian, Kevronominian. I don't know. Anyways, the comment that he sends is probably one of my favorite ones that I've seen in a while, and it's a poem. 
It goes, Vex eyes are red, awoken skin blue, the taken like blights, Emperor Callus loves you. Oh my. <laughs> I was like, That's I'm like, bam! Okay. I'm like, this is amazing. I got that, I got that, uh, I think, a couple, yeah, a couple days ago. <laughs> I was just like, I don't, wow. I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> that is appropriate for Wednesday, which is Valentine's Day. Oh, man. <laughs> Chat, the mind map is a lie. <laughs> oh, but yeah, so, um, okay, so final, I guess, final shout outs. Um, Green, what do you got for us this week? Um, my shout out actually goes to Stout Month, which is a thing here where I'm living in Colorado. I hate and you. it's amazing. And I'm purposefully making this my shout out just to Bug Blue because I am learning to enjoy stouts. And I'm now surrounded by breweries mm-hmm. that has like stouts, a 36, telling you, 36 are- different 36 different ones. I'm telling you, stouts, that's the way to go. <laughs> Beard, what about you? Uh, well, as I will continue to go ahead and tout the game because I absolutely love it, uh, my biggest <laughs> shout-out actually goes to uh, Capcom and Monster Hunter World. Uh, they actually just went past uh, 6 million copies uh, that have apparently been shipped worldwide. Uh, oh, wow. Very exciting for the uh, franchise because, again, this franchise hasn't necessarily been that well known. So it's a big deal. Uh, I'm glad to personally see it get the recognition that I think it's deserved over the course of like how many years playing it myself. Uh, and I do definitely encourage if you are if you are somebody that is looking for another grindy type of game that is like high fantasy with a little bit of uh a little little bit of steampunk and and industrial mixed in with there in there uh give monster hunter a little bit of a look because you'll be playing it with it for for hours on end uh on a on a not uh, bt dubs totally not paid for like whatsoever i mean that seriously um i just absolutely adore this franchise and am happy that a lot of people otherwise are too um Otherwise, on a more personal shout outy level, uh, I I thank everybody for being uh, patient with me too. Again, while I've got fa- family over, uh, the time being able to spend with my sister has been uh, very very welcome and kind of necessary. I think for for my mental health for sure. Uh, I, all most of my uh, friends that I have around here are basically work friends, and of course, anytime that. I'm working. They generally are not and vice versa. So that generally makes meeting up a little difficult. Uh, but my, I would say my sister is probably my, and and has been my best friend for a very long time. Only because we've, we've gotten along for a long time. We've always like been interested in the same stuff and it's always been easy for us to kind of connect. Uh, but anyway, yes, I, I'm I'm very thankful for everybody being patient with me while I get all that done, uh, and and spending time with them. Awesome. Well, and to kind of use that as a segue, also big shout out to the Saint Fourteen Project. They are going to be mm-hmm. you know for for those of you guys who are in the live chat, definitely be sure to try to check them out. Um, the uh, that's going to be this weekend. For those of you who are listening to the recording, 
given that my schedule this weekend is kind of bizarrely busy, I don't know when I'm going to get this out (laughs) on the website. So if it's already passed, good job, guys. I knew you could do it. If it has not passed, good job, guys. I know you can do it. Right. Isn't that how that works? Yes. So just yes. just skip just yes. skip for skip forward or backwards, however, whichever timing frame, right? Um, uh, other than that, you know, a big shout out to again, like kind of kind of like what Beard is what Beard said. Uh, thank you all of you guys for your patience. I know me personally, I've been very quiet. We are actually in the middle of. Uh, the final state at, at work, we are in the final stages of an acquisition project of two other comp- basically companies. Um, I work for a financial institution, so it's it's banks. Uh, two other separate banks. The final conversion is this weekend. So any of you who have ever done anything related to conversion can imagine or, you know, just in general projects. This is like a group project on steroids um, that involves, you know, thousands of people and the regulators are are very keen on making sure things go right and it's it's just there's a lot of work that goes into it so i have sadly not been able to dedicate a lot of time to the chat or you know any any gaming stuff really honestly um i think over this next these next couple days i'm going to be working nearly a full week's worth of work in just those days so that's going to be it's going to be fun. Um, but it, so I, I appreciate the patience that our community has had because of the quiet nature of, um, at least on me. Um, and I promise I will try to get better. Also, I want to remind everyone to definitely check out the website. We are going to be moving the book club chat to the website because I, uh, after talking with Green and a couple of the moderators, um, it seems like a comment wall is a better avenue to discuss a single book instead of a live chat. Um, so we're going to try that out with this month's and probably next month's books just to kind of get a feedback on what people think about it. Um, you know, if we need to explore other avenues of that, then I'm more, I'm more than happy to do that. I definitely think that the book club is, is something that I really appreciate watching if I can't participate, which, you know, sadly that does happen from time to time. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know that there are others who really enjoy sharing books and stories that they enjoy with other people. So, you know, I I really if there's a book that you want us to kick off a comment thread for, let me know and we will we will talk about if we can do that. Uh, You know, definitely, definitely something that we want to explore as well, just given the, the fascination that we all have for lore and stories in general. But let's see. Um, I think that's it. Like I said, be sure to check out the Saint 14 project, even if they are already done with their stream. When this this hits the airwaves, definitely give them a check out. Uh, definitely look at what they're doing. Uh, it's it's a it's an amazingly important thing. Um, you know, mental health is is uh, it's apparently a very big thing this week. Uh, we were talking about that a little bit before the show. Um, but it's it's also it's not just this week. It, it's something that is very important. Um, contrary to some people's per- public belief, it does exist. It is something that is real, um, and everyone, to a degree, has experienced it. I am more than aware. Some people have coping mechanisms. Some people don't. Um, mm-hmm. And regardless, like, and I I feel like we say this every episode. I will continue to say this every episode. Our doors are open. 
if you ever need to talk, if you ever need to talk and you don't feel safe or you don't feel comfortable talking to people that you know and you need a just faceless person to vent to, I think that I speak for the entire team, at least on the podcasting, I know on the moderator side, um, that we are available 100% of the time. Um, I'm always willing to listen. uh, And if not, we can definitely definitely recommend people to talk to for free you know there's there's hotlines for this specific thing um so definitely 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 do not feel like there is not a place to talk um at all not even not even hotlines too just over on uh on my discord as well right Uh, that's correct that's correct yeah I have a uh help and support spot that is there and I do have have people people there yeah, and that that's actually been a great spot only because I didn't realize how many people uh have actually had degrees and uh kind of fit back with uh you know mental uh be it psychology or anything like that. Right. Uh they are they are there to at least help in any way, shape, or form that they can, uh if they are able to in some fashion for any little thing you need or any large thing you need. Uh as I've, as I have said so many times with like the, the topics that I, uh, kind of come up with over on the channel, uh, no topic is too small. Uh, no concern is too small when it comes to mental health, uh, or, or health in general. Uh, quite frankly, if you have something that you need to bring up and talk about, let us know. Just, and, just let us know. Yeah. And whichever avenue, Twitter, Discord, email, um, yeah. you know, face, but I think I, I can't remember if my face, MySpace, you know, whatever, whatever is easiest. I'll go create, I'll create a freaking MySpace page if I can find it. Um, if that is how you want to communicate because I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that's what we are here for to help you. <laughs> Green just messed me. That's a trap. <laughs> oh, MySpace. Oh, MySpace. You know, Tom oh, is my, uh, Tom is still my friend. Um, yep. So with that, let's run through an outro real quick. We'll probably stick around for a little bit of uh, an after show for those of you in the live stream. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. Links to all our other sites can also be found with our episode archives over on the new focusfirechat.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any questions or comments for our team concerning the podcast, and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. Also, be sure to check out all of our amazing podcast partners within the Guardian Radio Network over on theguardiansofdestiny.com. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright. Shine bright.